Tucker Carlson went on a bizarrely sexist and creepy rant against AOC in a clear attempt to distract from all the real issues. So the saga of Tucker Carlson's odd obsession with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez continues. Since she came into the public eye, he has done countless segments attacking her without ever honestly covering her policy positions. And that's why I want to go over this rant today, not simply because he's going after AOC because the entire right wing is obsessed with doing that, and not even that it was really sexist and at the end you'll see sort of racist, but more so to drill on a point that I've made before and will continue to make in the future, and that is that people like Tucker Carlson's job is to do everything in their power to distract from meaningful policy discussions by going on wacky rants like the one we're about to watch. As you're going to see, he tries to make her out and he always does this as someone who is just completely focused on her fame, doesn't really know how to govern, and all she cares about is the social media attention. But whether you like her or not, even if you disagree with her policies, she is so outspoken about the policies that she believes in. For example, the Green New Deal. A lot of people hate it, but even if you do, think about this. She wants to advocate for a new deal like FDR New Deal in the modern era that tries to accomplish a lot of the things the New Deal was trying to accomplish, but then also centers environmental action as one of the priorities. So that's why it's called the Green New Deal. Of course, right now it's just an outline because we have a very center-right government, so it doesn't really have a chance of going through all the steps that it takes to get it fleshed out as a full piece of legislation. But if you imagine what the current outline would become as a full piece of legislation, that would undeniably be the most comprehensive and broadly impacting laws passed since the New Deal. And because of proposals like that one, she has definitely put pressure on Biden to listen to progressive concerns. Now, his ability to fight to address those concerns hasn't been so great. But for a long time, progressives weren't even in the room. And now we're starting to get there because of people like AOC. She also was a huge advocate and helped get Medicare for all as popular as it currently is and much more. So don't act like she's this policy-free social media congresswoman, especially if you're on the right, because your rising stars are people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And she has thought about and pushed for about one one thousandth of the policy change than AOC has. And that's why people like Tucker Carlson have to create this caricature of AOC, not the real AOC, but pretend AOC is this other thing and then attack that instead of actually addressing the things that she advocates for. Because then he would have to go through, imagine Tucker Carlson trying to do this on a show, go through the studies and the research that have been done on Medicare for all and how it would compare to our current system and how all these other countries are doing it much better than we are. And if how we implemented a single payer system as AOC advocates for, it would actually save the average person a ton of money. He can't actually go through that on his show because his job is to make sure that his audience hates people like AOC and doesn't listen to what she has to say and assume any of these amazing policy things she pushes for are terrible because I've been convinced that she's an evil person. And again, this isn't even just about AOC. She's done stuff in Congress that I have not liked, even though she's definitely a net good, but it's about showing that Tucker Carlson and people like him aren't trying to actually dive into the important political issues of the day. Instead, they're trying to distract you from them. And that brings us to this. So the New York Magazine did a story on AOC and this was Tucker Carlson's response to it. It makes you wonder what would happen if one day she gained a hundred pounds and got eczema on her nose and forgot to trim her ear hair. Well, you know what would happen? Her political influence would evaporate instantly. She's not the leader of an ideological movement. She's a living marketing campaign. 
So we have much more to look at, but I want to address this piece by piece. In response to that, I definitely think there's an element of her being kind of fame friendly because she's pretty, but that is by no means the reason why we like her on the left. I mean, think about it. Who is much more influential and beloved on the left even more than AOC was? Bernie Sanders. Last time I checked, he wasn't some hottie. And I bet, as Tucker Carlson says, occasionally he lets his ear hairs not be trimmed. But still, he was the face of progressives. And we have tons of other people that we love a ton who aren't traditionally like magazine type attractiveness. I mean, on the left, as far as who we proactively talk about and like, it's kind of equal among the squad, Katie Porter, Nina Turner. The only reason AOC is in the headlines so much more is because the right is obsessed with attacking her. And so then a lot of times the left has to also talk about it to kind of respond and defend her. So he's just admitting that the right only cares about talking about her because she's attractive to them. But the reason that we support AOC as well as all the other great progressives that we talk about is because they stand for and fight for the policies that we believe in. But see, that's a foreign concept to Tucker Carlson pushing for a policy position. What the heck? Why would I care about that? I'm up here in an at-home studio in my mansion getting paid millions of dollars to talk to a camera. Why would I care about policies that could help people? So then he goes on to mock a makeup tutorial that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had done at one point, And later he'll go after something she did while she was doing an Instagram live. He tries to make this point that she's self-obsessed and that's why she's trying to share all this stuff about her life. But no, people enjoy how transparent and open she is about herself. Before I continue, let's take a look. Here she is selling cosmetics. I really like starting to blend with my fingers and then I'll go in afterwards and polish it off. I've been lately playing with a lot of eyeshadows. I go in with a little kind of a lighter color um, and I would just wash it all over my lid. I tried the shimmer and it, it looks fire, it looks good. Whenever you see me wearing a red lip, um, most of the time, it's this one. And again, I start small and I start working my way out. Voila. So makeup is a process. You know, you start small and then you work your way out. Concentric circles. That's the way she uses cosmetics. And we have to, but she seems pretty good at it. Painting her own face may be her one real skill, but something useful, ah, it's a different story. So because she's showing the way that she does something, putting on makeup that millions of people do before they go to work, school, whatever, and she's just going, hey, y'all see me out and about with makeup on, like I'll show you how I do it. That means she has no other skills and he's not even gonna try to go address all the other things that she does. Again, he's done tons of segments on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but he never tries to address her policies because what we see as viewers of reality is this congresswoman who goes and advocates for policy positions that she believes in and then has come to enjoy a direct interaction with a lot of her supporters over social media. And so she'll try to do casual stuff where she shows her makeup routine to kind of break down that wall between her and her supporters. That's what we see, but if you watch Tucker Carlson, he's gonna try to convince you that the only thing she cares about is herself and putting on her makeup, which is obviously just a terrible misrepresentation. Okay, let's take a look at the next clip. Watch this CNN account of her attempt to assemble her own IKEA furniture. Oh shoot, five second rule. Hey everyone. She was munching popcorn, sipping white wine, and assembling furniture on Instagram Live. All right, what am I doing here? AOC moved into her Washington apartment three months ago, but has been too busy to furnish it. Did I do this wrong? Boom! I did it. 
Obviously, there are a lot of self-involved people in politics, all of them, pretty much. But it takes a special kind of narcissist to imagine that the world desperately wants to see you bowl together a particle board coffee table. To address that last point, uh, no, people do want to see that. That's why anytime she has an Instagram live, you can go check and there's thousands of people watching it. See, this is the thing. For the longest time, politicians did everything in the back rooms. Anytime they addressed their supporters, it was very scripted and prepared. And so they weren't making any effort to really genuinely connect with the people they put in office. But AOC, on top of pushing for policies that she believes in, is also constantly trying to directly connect with her supporters through social media. So all the time she'll do Instagram lives where she's just taking questions from people sending them in the chat. And also she'll do the Q&A function on Instagram stories and answer people's questions directly just while she's driving from one thing to another or like you saw there at her house. I feel like most people would consider that a very cool thing for a politician to be doing. And on a shallow level, yeah, it's sort of fun to see one of the most famous congresswoman in the country who's constantly getting attacked by the right just kind of doing her normal day-to-day -day things like putting together ikea furniture the effect of doing that type of stuff is you send the message of i'm not above you i'm not oh i'm in the house of representatives so you can't question me it's like no i'm just like y'all i'm eating my popcorn drinking my white wine putting together my furniture and i've hopped on a lot of these instagram lives before and most of the time she's actually talking about what's going on in congress and saying like this is what's holding up this and this is what i really want to happen and in a world where so many people are uneducated about the specifics of politics, that is so helpful for her to be constantly updating her supporters on the inner workings of Congress. She's actually doing a huge public service because most politicians want to keep all that private. So then when it comes campaign time, they can just say all these things that they support and all these promises. But if all their voters were aware of what they're actually doing day to day in Congress, they probably wouldn't believe them. So no, Tucker, this isn't some sign of her being a huge narcissist. This is a sign of her wanting to connect with the people who actually got her into her position of power. So here's this crazed solipsist filming herself as she puts together a coffee table and eats popcorn. Okay. The least compelling film made since Andy Warhol died. And this is what you call it. She's shown a bright light on her own complicated, multifaceted self. That's the moment you have to be honest with yourself and say, it's time for me to retire. By the way, the person who wrote this didn't even perceive how creepy it was. I'm alone today, Ocasio-Cortez says pointedly at the camera. Is it just us or does that sound like an invitation to a booty call? Maybe one step from what are you wearing? Either way, it's a little strange. It's definitely oversharing. Let's quickly get to AOC's response on Twitter. I genuinely want to know why Tucker Carlson is allowed slash paid to engage in clear, targeted libelous harassment that endangers people and drives so many violent threats that people have to fundraise for their own safety. Why should they have to pay for this harassment? Make it make sense. It's not within the realm of political commentary, and it's not just me. He regularly targets people that do not have access to resources for protection. Once he gets to fantasizing about booty calls, of women on national TV, I cease to see the political value outside of incitement. That's absolutely right. Also on the booty call thing, nobody was thinking that. She was just saying, hey, I'm home alone tonight. Like that's why I'm working on this furniture by myself. My partner's not here. So that's why I'm just doing this solo. Like that makes total sense. No one would perceive that as a sexual enticement except for some creep like Tucker Carlson. Okay, let's take a look at this next clip. He's talking about a different topic, trying to make the point that AOC is a white woman and not a person of color. Let's take a look. They don't take me seriously when I put on eyeshadow. People are calling me unintelligent just because I'm dumb. It's pretty funny. But the funniest of all was hearing Sandy Cortez describe herself as a woman of color. 
She often does. No one ever dares to challenge that description, but every honest person knows it is hilariously absurd. There is no place on earth outside of American colleges and newsrooms where Sandy Cortez would be recognized as a, quote, woman of color, because she's not. She's a rich, entitled white lady. She's the pampered, obnoxious ski bunny in the matching snowsuit who tells you to pull up your mask while you're standing in the lift line at Jackson Hole. They're all the same. Doesn't matter what shade they are. I just can't imagine watching that and not being insulted. He talks to you like you're a child. He literally thinks his audience is so stupid. It's the most patronizing tone of voice ever. And let's just get out of the way. The Sandy Cortez thing is so dumb. You are literally coming up with like fifth grade ways of insulting somebody. Oh, this is your name? I'm not going to call you that. I'm going to come up with a different nickname that's not your actual name. And obviously her last name is Ocasio-Cortez not Cortez. But anyway, it's the main point he was trying to make. Anywhere across the world, if they use the phrase person of color, they would consider AOC a person of color because she is. But I don't even get the point that he's trying to make because it sounds like he's trying to say, oh, she's that snobby, uptight, entitled lady at the ski resort, which of course Tucker Carlson would use that example. And she's whining at you, telling you to put your mask on. But why does that make her a white lady? Like it's always the right telling the left that we negatively characterize white people. But right there, he's pretty much just saying because she's like a whiny Karen, she's white. And at the end, he's like, it doesn't matter what shade you are. You're still that person who's all uptight and entitled. But why does that make you white why can't you just be an uptight entitled snobby person of color which obviously i don't think she is but i just don't get why he is characterizing those negative traits as being a white lady so of course he had to put the racism cherry on top of it all but as i said this isn't just about aoc this is about tucker carlson and other right-wing media figures and some left-wing media figures who call himself on the left but then they're sort of right-wing whatever this is about them trying to distract you into hating certain people so that you won't stop to listen to what they have to say and so that you won't stop to have the meaningful conversations about the action that needs to be taken to make our country better. Here's what else you need to know today. Vladimir Putin backs a pro-Russian region in Ukraine that has claimed independence. He also calls Ukraine a part of Russia and there have been actual shots fired. Guys, this is getting super serious. I'll try to do a full video on it soon. War is looking more and more likely. The federal hate crime trial of the killers of Ahmad Arbery had its closing statements with prosecutors emphasizing the killer's lack of remorse. And in my opinion, labeling this as a hate crime is super important. So we'll cross our fingers. Boris Johnson announces the end of COVID restrictions in England. And finally, Donald Trump's new social media site, Truth Social, goes live, experiencing some trouble starting off, but I'm really excited to see if it gets any traction or falls apart. Be well, everybody.